It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> What do you reckon? Mm. Quite pleasant. I just blow it at people on buses and then hide this. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with me, Governor. Yeah. Alright, we're recording that. Yeah, we're recording that. Of course we are. Yeah. Always trying to catch me out. Um, about the Metallica cover versions, have you ever heard Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner? I'm sure mm, we may have discussed it in our Maybe. Oh, I don't know. It's, I, I really like it. It's like seven minutes long. Um, good length for the Metallica song. cover I think it's got Les Claypool on it as oh, well cool. like playing the banjo and it's like nine minutes long <laughs> of course they would cover it and make it longer ah, that's fair enough I mean it's not as long as Freebird no you know but it feels longer because they're more ponderous okay I think and you know and it's ju- it doesn't have distinct sections whereas Freebird obviously takes off into that crazy fucking solo oh man end. That, that end solo bit is amazing yeah uh, it's I'm not, I'm not a big fan of uh, like the Deep South. Yeah, but um, I like me some Skinner. I gotta yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm less less hot on Sweet Home Alabama, which is you know whatever. But Freebird, I have a lot of time for. Yeah. I prefer Sweet Home Chicago. Where the R and B classic. Uh, home Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Diff- right. Completely different song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I um, nearly did, did Sweet Home Alabama to that. It was Sweet yeah. Home Chicago. Chicka, chicka, chicka. In Birmingham, they call him the governor. Woo, woo, woo. Yes, they do. And uh, Satire, you know. It's, yeah, there's yeah. a whole load of stuff going on. Was that the response to Neil Young? Or was Neil Young Southern Man? Um, nope. If it was the response, then it was a response that managed to predict Neil Young's song. Okay, so Neil it says uh, Neil, uh, something if Neil Young is listening, a Southern Man don't need him around. So it must it's, be well because Neil Young did a song called Southern Man. Yeah, so yeah, it must be. Oh, he, he absolutely yeah, yeah, is. Yeah. I was just taking the piss. I'm sorry, Joe. Right. It's the sort of thing I do. You do do that a lot. Um, I think we're doing the podcast. I think we are doing the podcast. We got, we got back into it. Yes, hello, this is Doctor Who the Eleventh Hour podcast, which is something I haven't said in a little while. No, that's true. we've been doing Joe and Chris do a thing, which we won't... Mm-hmm. We try on that one to not promo- to not talk about this podcast. Yeah, so and... Uh, we should try on this one to not talk about that one. Well, yeah, and I've, I've been doing the last word with Illyrio, and I mention it because you're on episode two. Still not out, because yeah. I've been I've been too busy and ill to edit it. Yeah, I've been pretty ill. Episode... Episodes two and three are at this point in the can, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm hoping to I'm hoping to really restart that at some point. Yeah, because yeah, well, one episode is a bit bit, yeah. bit disappointing. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm really enjoying yeah. it so far, and I, I'm 
promise not to overpromote it. It's just that you're on an episode. Yeah, sure. How many episodes? Four episodes of Joe and Chris do a thing now. Uh, yes. Yeah. Because we didn't need to do an episode zero. Because no, like the Eleventh Hour podcast is basically our episode zero yeah, yeah. for the. Um, so yeah, listen to them if you want, but let us try and say no more about it. Mm, um, we're, yeah, we've got a bit of a different sound to our voices today because we're in Joe's kitchen. Yeah, I mean we've recorded my flat a lot before, but yeah, for various we're reasons we, we're hanging in the kitchen this time. Yeah, we we're always up in the warmer room with the comfier sofa. Yeah, but uh, I've still got Pepsi Max. Yeah. Ah, that was good. You got a good, um, good fizz out of that. So anyway, satisfying. How do we do this? I'm Joe. Mm. That's Chris. Mm. <laughs> we're not doing a thing. Well, we are, but we're not. No, but we're doing yeah. um, we're doing the eleventh hour podcast. Yeah, um, Doctor Who's Christmas special, yep. which we're recording in January. I mean, it's but late, done but not worse. by our standards, basically. Yeah. yeah, I think one year we recorded fairly sharply, yeah. and then I didn't edit it for over a month. Well, we were hoping to do it before the end of the year because I we were very near to each other, mm. um, and we had the time to do it. But you got ill, which is, you know I'm not blaming you for. No, of course I was yeah. ill, and we'd recently recorded the. Uh, the Christmas the special of uh, Joe and Chris do a thing, yeah, which I enjoyed immensely. I think we may refer back to that because we yeah. did a Santa Claus movie, yeah, specifically yeah. Santa Claus the movie. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, the uh, Pierre Swap, not the Rene Cordona. Yeah, mad fucking Mexican number from back in the day. You got it. Um, I think we tend to do our. Oh, let's just get all the um, the basic info. All right, at um, the beginning. So we, there's not there's not going to be much Doctor Who for a while, so you may not need to contact us. But no. if you really want to reach out to someone, yeah. um, like in Catfish, they always say, "Oh, I reached out to this person." Or if you want to reach say, out, I sent them an email. Is what he means. You want to reach out and touch faith? Yes. Do it on your own time, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and also the four tops. Yeah, reach out. I'll be there. Yeah. Um, so, eleventh hour podcast at gmail.com is, is, is the, the point we're address. trying to reach. At EH Podcast is yeah. our Twitter. Yes. Uh, tw- uh, slash groups slash EH Podcast or just search for Doctor Who, the eleventh hour podcast or eleventh hour podcast. Yeah. I always say people will find it. Yeah, forget we've got ehpodcast.com. Uh, of course. As well. We do, yeah. Which links to our blog, which has got all the information on it. Yeah. And we release episodes on there, but frankly, once people have subscribed somewhere, people don't actually go there very often. I sometimes go there, but it's it's if I want to listen to a specific old episode without having to download them or yeah. whatever, you know. So yeah. that's an option. And um I don't know. A loud cough. <laughs> I don't know if there'll be much in the way of spoiler free chat. There's, there's no trailer, so we don't have to. Uh, no, there's a title of the yeah, yeah. next episode coming, mm. uh, which I'm happy to talk about. And I've forgotten what it is, but I'm sure you'll remind well, me. I'll just say it now. If that's yeah. all right. All it's right. like the Doctor and Clara will return in, uh, like the Magician's Apprentice. That's the one. Yeah, it's cool. And every, oh, everyone's like. Oh, who do you who do you want the magician's apprentice to be? And I'm like, it's clearly going to be Clara. Yeah. Like, people keep saying about the doctor being dressed as a magician. Yeah. She's the companion. He's the magician. She's the magician's apprentice. Yeah. That's what's going on. And if I'm wrong, I'll drink a Coke Zero. Whoa, them's um, <laughs> them's fighting. Those that serious words. Yes. Um. Yeah. Does that mean you'll have to have slightly uh, dodgy views on relationships? Oh, remember that Coke Zero ad where he's like all, girlfriends were out of five year plan fuck off that, fuck off that, 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 you know your girlfriend could probably do a load better than you if I'm being honest like yeah oh dear oh. anyway I, I, don't um, like I, d- I don't know if we'll talk much about old Doctor Who if we do we'll, we can talk about anything from the uh, from the 2005 revival hmm. up to the end of you know last Christmas 
Um, I think what we're doing is covering the fact that we don't remember the Christmas special very well. I've only seen it once. Um, I do have the problem with Christmas specials. And I say we'll probably talk about other moth Christmas specials. I mean, it, it's a good, it's a, there's a good chance it'll come up. Yeah. But I do have the side problem that my family doesn't watch Doctor Who, hmm. so we don't tend to watch it. So, you know, we don't all sit around and watch it on Christmas Day, which yeah. I think is the best way to do it, really. Um, and so in, in previous years, I think especially with some episodes, I've just not, not been asked to watch it for ages, and it feels a bit like a... Um, uh, you know, like it's like a, it's an obligation, sure. yeah, yeah, uh, and it's not which it, it is because a, you do a podcast about Doctor Who. Yeah, it is um, an obligation. But watching it with you at your place not long after Christmas was okay. Mm. That 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 wasn't too bad. Well, the thing is, I really liked it. I, I liked it okay, a lot. Yeah, and then I did make the mistake of going on Twitter afterwards. Which is always a bad move when you've enjoyed yeah. a Doctor Who because you you'll hear about why you're an idiot. Yeah. I mean, there are many reasons why you're an idiot, but liking that episode isn't necessarily one of them. Yeah, um, um, it was fine. Yeah, I have the side problem also that I enjoyed it, but uh, my girlfriend Nikki really hated it. Yeah, I was hoping to get her views before she went out. But, uh, but well, she might come back, come into the kitchen and shout about how much she hated it, because mm. she really hated it. Uh, she said it's the most visceral reaction she's had to a Doctor Who episode in ages. That is quite something, considering some of the... You know, some of the less cool things that have occurred in Doctor Who. I'll, I'll tell you, I know exactly what the problem is, and I okay. could have told you this without consulting her, mm. because I speak for my girlfriend it'll matter. No, because I know <laughs> her well enough. Okay. And that is that she has a particular... And I share it up to a point. And I, I take her... I take her... I, I, you know, I understand her umbrage, but she really doesn't like dream sequences in any oh, kind see. of... Um, in any kind of media, I think comedy dream sequences are okay if they're if they're just done for a, for a laugh. Uh, episodes built around dream sequences are where something is tried to be something meaningful is tried to be imparted through dream sequences. Mm. Not cool. So, for example, the last ep- I won't I won't talk too much about it, but the the last episode of season four of Buffy. I was about to ask this very thing. Doesn't like, know, doesn't like it at all. Because I know she's a Buffy fan. Yeah, but doesn't like that episode at all. That's weird, man. That's uh, weird. I mean, I take her point. Her point is basically that, uh, I mean, she might be able to explain it better or not, depending on how angry she's feeling. <laughs> um, but I guess her main problem is that, you know, um, it's, it's a, it, is a very, it is a very easy and cheap way to try and put something weird or try and mm-hmm. give the impression that something, like, mysterious and meaningful has happened. Yeah, but if um, you want to get Santa Claus in your story... Yeah. Sure. And it's a British program, but they kept they stuck with Santa Claus throughout. So I'm just going to say Santa Claus. Yeah, um, and and also like there's the whole idea that because dreams are essentially um, because pretty much anything can happen in a dream, it sort of is a bit meaningless because there's no rules to what's going on, mm. um, and that is, I guess, unsatisfying from a story perspective. But anyway, that that was why Nikki hated it. I mm. did not hate it. I, uh, yeah, I liked it, but I think that is a valid point. If you are someone that doesn't like dream sequences for that reason, and I can understand that, then mm. I can. It makes perfect sense to me that you would not enjoy this episode. Uh, people banged on a lot about uh, Inception when yeah. they were watching, as though Inception was the only thing ever to yeah. discuss dreams within dreams. Yeah, which you know, it's very much not. No, like, even fucking um, American Werewolf in London. Well, I was going to say that was the first um, example that came to my mind. Yeah, does it? Yeah. 
And it was the first time I'd it was that was the first time I'd seen that done. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. And I'm sure there's many other examples one could one could come up with. Oh, plenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. A, it is. It's not a, a. It wasn't invented by Inception. No. Yeah. Although people seem to think it is now. Yeah. The main problem is with this thing is the number of sort of dream crabs involved. Yeah. And when they got to various. People. Yeah, that is a problem. I think the problem becomes right. So I felt like. Maybe this is just a difference of how, how we approach it, so me and Nikki, that is. I mm. felt like I was enjoying all the action at the North Pole. Yeah. And I thought, this is a good, good story. The thing business. Yeah, it was nice and scary. The head crabs looked good. They were the things I thought were ice warriors in the trailer, but they yeah, weren't. And, and some, some thought crinoid, mm. which is a good shout, especially for the yeah. North Pole. Indeed. And um, I liked all that stuff. It's only when you get to the end that you go... That kind of diminishes it because you go, well, none of that. A, none of that actually happened. B, the head crabs don't make quite as much sense <laughs> now, and like that's a bit awkward. But I kind of felt that the enjoyment I had just watching the story unfold was enough to kind of offset the slight weirdness of the ending. Yeah, it's uh, not diminished. Yeah, but yeah. I could see how you know. I mean, if you think like almost any story, if you went to the end, actually, that was all a dream. You go. You get a bit annoyed by that. You go, oh, well, that's a that's a cop out. So, yeah. But, most most stories, if you just went at the end, well, it's like, as a as a primary school student, it's like yeah. one of the first things you yeah. learn not to finish. And I don't know why it's a thing children arrive at. Like yeah. I don't think anyone teaches people to mm. finish a story with "it was all a dream." It's like a yeah. creative leap that children make mm. very quickly. I, I wrote I wrote a, yeah, a yeah, number of them myself. I remember. I remember being myth that uh, a very famous story um, uses has that exact ending to it, Ooh. and I think I can spot it because it's a book that came out literally in the 19th century, I believe. So, okay. um, so you know, it's way past that, and people know it's Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. And the end is basically she put, she's just dreamt the whole thing. <laughs> well, that's I see. That's fair enough. Yeah. Maybe that, but that was, maybe that was a new astonishing like, wow. storytelling device. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I didn't I see that day. one coming. Yeah, I think we're a bit more because um, there's been so many stories. Yeah, as, as we've briefly touched on, there's been so many stories involving dreams. Mm. And uh, one more thing, I'm going to touch on on this subject. Touch and, away. Uh, oh, well, I will. And um, this is a this is kind of a spoiler for the episode, but we don't recap. So yeah, yeah okay. people will have seen it by now, I imagine. Uh, I quite liked the old Clara bit. Yes, I thought I, I really quite liked that, and I thought the I mean, yeah, sure, the um, the old age makeup wasn't amazing, but old age makeup in Doctor Who is a lot better than old age makeup used to be in things like the X-Files even in Doctor Who it's come on leaps and bounds. I seem to remember the Lazarus experiment from series 3 yeah like and Mark Gatiss in old age makeup looks pretty is not very good at all but this was better than that but even that was a lot better than it has been in the past yeah. so like um, there's an original series is it called The Deadly Years an original series Star Trek where right. they sort of grey people up and sort yeah, of slightly yeah, wrinkle yeah. their faces. Oh, and it looks rubbish. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look good. It was the, it was what they were able to do at the time. And it makes sense. This makes more sense than say Prometheus, um, <laughs> which is which is just the sh- 
just really. What's like. weirder about Prometheus is that you never see him as a younger guy. He's always. You, a, know, you must know why that Guy Pierce is in. Yes, makeup. It's because he did like those webisode things. Yeah, as he a did like person. a viral thing as a fake TED talk yeah. by him as a young man explaining the mission. So which right. I had not seen almost everyone I've talked to who's seen the film. Mm. I don't think I've n- talked to anyone who's actually seen them or been aware of them. So, I am aware of them. I don't think I've ever watched it. I've probably got it because I've got the Prometheus Mega 3D yeah, yeah. Blu-ray. But so that was I just a weird choice there. because I think the, the vast majority of people will not have been aware of those, and so they're just like, "Why is there a guy in old age makeup when you never see him young?" Which is, you know, an acceptable reason to do it. Like mm. here, I think it makes sense to have Jenna Coleman. Yeah. Anyway, but there's yeah, there's plenty of older actors they could have yeah. just used to play that. Guy. Even if you have Guy Pearce play the younger version or just someone just not get, famous, just you it doesn't just, matter. You could have easily just got an, an older actor and say, yeah, he's just the old version of Guy Pearce. But anyway, I think we're getting off track. The yeah. old Clara stuff. So I, I like that. I actually thought that was going to be because I knew Clara was back for the Christmas special. Yeah, and they very deliberately hung off saying whether she was back yeah. for series nine. I only thought that would be actually quite a nice end to it because it's like you know there's a lot of emotion there she's talked about what she's been up to and I just thought it was really sweet and then to immediately go ah no that didn't happen mm. it's like hmm that was a bit unsatisfying I felt like they wanted their cake and eat it to, and to eat it maybe there are some who suggest it was Wanted a sort of late in to eat it Jesus that was a there are some who suggest it was a late in the day edition because it, it was not clear whether Jenna mm. was going to stay on or not so you Possibly, could have yeah. that as a definitive Clara exit yeah when you think of like, <laughs> she may have exited more than any other character now she may yeah. have even given the pawns a run for their money yeah Coltbox recently did a, a, an article of uh, Clara's six best Doctor Who exits <laughs> yeah there was the thing there were two versions of her prior, yeah, yeah. prior to this one which, which, who both had exits of course mm. I suppose they they were both mentioned I, um, I don't know I didn't read okay, that well yeah um, it, it is a good point. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm slightly worried that next year that we will get a, a, a series beginning of uh, hang on, which series was it? Series seven problem where mm. Clara just seems to be uh, you know marking out time till she can leave. Yeah, when I feel like her story is kind of done. Weirdly, for some reason, I thought I'd be frustrated by this if she remained on, but yeah. actually now I know she's she's staying on. It. I can't explain why it doesn't bother me in the series. Yeah, space. I have warmed to her this, this series, certainly. Mm. Um, so and yeah. maybe if they've got her and the Doctor sort of just f- constantly fibbing to each other out of the way and they'll mm. become a, a fucking cohesive unit, Yeah, then maybe that's good. But I also... Uh, I'm going to talk about this because it was about... There yeah. was also a Stephen Moffat article about what he's planning for Series 9. Yeah. It's about when the... Doctor and companion relationship gets sort of actively dangerous if the companion yeah, knows too much stuff. This kind of seems to support Nikki's theory, which I would like to see happen more, which is that Clara is actually becoming a worse person mm. by being with the Doctor. Yeah, she's not great so far. No. Um, so, do you want to talk about the head grabs? Because we've kind of done the dreams and the yeah, memory like, and stuff. Yeah, at some point. I thought it was supporting part of the dream, but actually in the real world she's living there as well at the very end. Mm. Clara's moved into a kind of crazy, weird, big house with a stairlift in it. It was the stairlift. I, uh, well, on the yeah, second yeah. viewing, I thought, oh, it's got, she's got a stand of stairlift because she's yeah. old. Yeah. But haha. But then I thought maybe she woke up and it was her normal flat. But yeah. like, in her dream, this was her flat, but yeah. it was her flat really because you know what it's like being in a dream. And mm-hmm. You're in a house you know is your house, but it isn't the house. It doesn't really. look anything like it, yeah. Yeah. 
and that's really weird. Yeah. But the thing is, when does the Doctor pick up his dream crab? Yeah, because he seems to be on the generic volcano that they use for... They seem to keep using. <laughs> yeah, well... And, and then, yeah, and is he even in our timeline? No. Well, the, when we first see Santa, it's yeah. at the end of Death in Heaven. Yeah, where he, Clara, wanders, you know, Clara wanders off, and yeah. then he goes back to the TARDIS, and mm. Santa's like, "I'm coming in." Yeah. So I guess what he actually does is goes to generic volcano world to yeah. mope, and then he gets uh, and he then, gets head crabbed. Yeah. I, well, I'm going to call them head crabs because yeah, it's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a loud cough, <coughs> not because of half life. That's a cough of appreciation. It's like, yes! <coughs> Fantastic! <laughs> nice. But, so all of the other head crabs are on Earth. This one isn't, unless he's at a volcano on Earth. Um, he might still be weirdly obsessed with volcanoes because of the fires of Pompeii yeah. bit that we thought they were going to explain yeah. this year, and they haven't, so never mind. Mm-hmm. You don't have to explain it, but they seem to have decided that they want to. Yeah. Um, Stephen Moffat seems to get these urges where he has to explain something that I would have been okay with him not explaining. But, you know, yeah, it's his... Uh, like, the, the, there, are some, there are fan theories as to why the Sixth Doctor looks like Commander Maxill. Yeah, but they've never, they've never bothered to. So, I mean, at least they explain why um, mm. Romana looks like someone that they've... Uh, yep. That's right, yeah. They, yeah, that she looks like Princess Astra because she just decided to she liked the, look uh, like her. Yeah, she and he's like, "You can't just go around with someone's face. It's like, <laughs> well, we're not going to see her again. It's yeah. fine." Um, yeah, they it's... don't explain why the first Doctor started looking like Richard Herndall for a bit <laughs> in the eighties. Yeah, let's not get into let's not get into that. Um, so it's it is kind of weird because there's how many of them? Six of them is it? And like. Uh, uh, yes, because there's four on the base, and there's Clara and the Doctor, yeah. who were apparently sleeping in the TARDIS. Oh no, that's just within the dream anyway. Oh, right. Basically, it's you can't pick holes in it because mm. apart from the very end, none of it's real anyway. Yeah, it does. It does make it, it does raise questions about why there's just these six in these mm. different places. And but yeah. even then, he says it's probably yeah you know, they. It's just maybe a coincidence that they've all linked yeah, in yeah. together. LinkedIn, ha. Huh? Uh-huh. Um, it's pretty much so. Like there's probably either like kind of probably other it. sort of head crabs all yeah. over the place just doing their own thing. Yeah, and that is not really a problem. Yeah, I got um, I got ahead of the in so there's the the inner dream where Clara is in, and that's something like an obviously dream like where Clara, because it basically shows you that's what happens where Clara is with Danny, which. I've got to say, that bit I also lied. I wasn't expecting Danny. Oh, yep, lovely. Total secret keeping. And I have to say, as somebody who has had um, quite a lot of dreams about recently, and not so recently, deceased people, I found that bit very touching and it's it, it, and very also affecting and uh, relatable because... Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole bit about when he says you know you can only do you can only be sad once a day, oh, once a day for like five minutes. Oh, it was really good. Mm. Um, and it's this this comforting dream that you wouldn't want to leave, mm-hmm. uh, even though you know you probably should. Yeah. And so with the, the chalkboards are showing up. Uh, fantastic, her scraping words yeah, off the chalkboard yeah. and then finding another word. Underneath. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, then they wake up, uh, and then I, I did wonder, like, how did they get away from those head crabs? Because they didn't, and the dream crabs, because it doesn't mm. show you. <laughs> yeah, but you forget about it because there's a hard yeah, cut, yeah. and it's, 
it's one of those it's one of those playing with the conventions of television again yeah. like you get this stuff where you have a scene where like can you tell me what you mean it's a, I'll do better than that I'll show you yeah and then you see them in another yeah. section where they go this and you think they perhaps they've been inside they they, they they um they they do that I like uh, a lot of um TV programs of I feel like recently have started doing stuff where they kind of poke fun at those conventions like on The Simpsons there's one and it's like I'll show you it's like here we are and Mars says thank god you've been silent for the last 20 minutes or something <laughs> um, it reminds me of an in I'm here, here I'm not going to spoiler an old book yeah. but there is a particular Ooh. Agatha Christie adventure that uh, as far as I know the murderer is the narrator of the book yeah. but you don't realise it because when writing the book the murderer put those three little asterisks at the end of a paragraph, yeah. you know, that suggest here's a good place to take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to the point where the murder happens and the asterisk is there. So you close the book and you come back yeah. to it later, and there's like this tiny little discrepancy that you sort of forget about uh, right. because it's there. And I think they have filmed it, and they must have just filmed it as a straight adaptation without any mm. kind of weird business going on yeah, at all. That's interesting. But um, that's really cool. Um, but yes, you're right. They, they make you forget. I kind of thought at the time that's a bit weird, and then you, you lose track of it. And then it came. Well, back. because they're rescued by Santa. Yeah, and then it came back, and um, I like. I tell you what, I really liked. It. So this is the second layer of dream, essentially, when they're in. Mm. They're in the base. Yeah. After being uh, after being dream crabbed in the base, mm. it's going to get a little bit confusing. But I think I'm on top of it. And um, what I really liked is the. It's him getting to read through the manuals to to ah yes to discover this, and I'm got my friend. I'm gonna have to talk about philosophy if, if that's all right. That's fine. So, as you'll know, a um, quite a common theme in philosophy, uh, or in general, you know, a lot of people think it, but it's also been talked about in philosophy. Is you know, what if this whole world is a dream, or how do we know what we're really? Yeah, and like on one level. Nah, you can never like you can never prove it, and do- the doctor says that you can never be one hundred percent sure. Yeah, um, but as in, in terms of whether the whole world is a dream or someone is is making you think about this, uh, mm. one one philosopher who, uh, who I quite like, he's called Daniel Dennett. He's, a, he's an American philosopher. Looks a bit like Santa Claus himself. Actually, he has a big white beard, Smooth. very affable guy. And um, he has a he has a kind of comforting way of looking at it. So he's like, well, think about your dreams. Like, you only get kind of enough information. To, if you, like, uh, if you were in a dream and you were able to, like, um, you had complete control, the minute you started kind of um, looking more carefully or, like, moving outside the boundaries of what you showed, it would mm. be obvious that it was a dream. Like, if you were in a dream, and I've done this before when I've been halfway, and I've, like, looked in a book, mm. and I'm like, actually, there's nothing written in here because yeah. I don't know it. I've, I've never attempted any form of lucid dreaming. This is more when I've been kind of half awake and mm. I'll be like trying to remember a thing that I read or something mm. and I'll look for it in a book and it's like, I don't know it so I won't be able to get the information and I'll be like, right, I'm dreaming then. Mm. But so. it's like the sense you get when you wake up and you realise you've been in a dream. Yeah. The sense you get, like I spoke of earlier, like the mysterious house you're in that yeah. you think is a specific house even though yeah. it's nothing like it. Yeah. When you think back to it, you go... That was there was probably lovely. just the interior of that. Yeah. Like if I looked out of a window, there'd be yeah, nothing exactly. there. So but of course, you don't think to do it. And so he talks about dreams hiding themselves yeah, from you. That's in the, the idea. Yeah. So if you had control and you could look more closely, mm. then you would be able to tell that it was a, 
it was a dream unless it was an incredibly sophisticated one but you know but it is like being in a video game like you yeah. don't load the next area until you yeah. open a door yeah like if you're trapped in a video you could probably work it out I think yeah yeah if you stood in front of a door and it waited ages for it to yeah, yeah, it's like, hmm. open. But if it was very sophisticated and it, it anticipated what area you were going yeah, to yeah. go into and preloaded it, yeah. then you'd have less... Yeah, but anyway, I, I really like that as a solution. And when they do that the second time as well. So I was going to say, um, did you get ahead of the, the last dream reveal? Because I started to... Uh, what do you? What is the lock? So basically, they're in the base. They've just, they've got out from under the dream crowds, mm. but then they realise that the whole North Pole thing is uh, fake. Um, it's a dream. I kind of no, I can't say I did. To be honest, I with was you. suspicious because of the whole. Um, oh, it's a long story that everyone said, mm, and I, also the fact that one of them seemed to n- definitely not be a scientist. And it's like, what are which you doing? Later, I look in a shop. And say, That's the first thing that's made sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I got ahead of that but it was quite nice seeing it you know when it dawns you're like uh, 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 there's one more mm. there's, there's one more level at play here um, although I did find the sleigh ride I think that bit I found a bit I didn't think it quite worked I thought it was a bit too kind of schmaltzy it's, it's a bit it? long isn't yeah it? it's too long as well well towards the end there's a the whole talk about how you 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 know you'll either wake up or your brain will be dissolved. Yeah, and the bit where the doctor's like, "Oh, I'll have a go on the go on the sleigh," and then he gets very weird. It's like, "Oh, I'm riding a sleigh, yippee yay!" Mm-hmm. People thought he said yippee kaye, and he's like, "Oh, it's blasphemy! Yeah. It's Christmas blast!" Shut up. He says yippee yaye. Listen, yeah. and um, and to be fair, the last to be honest, the last two Die Hard films have also, have committed worse blasphemy against that phrase. That is true. Yeah. I still quite like four point eight. Oh, four, four. I, I am actually seen four, but Live five, free or die hard. Five um, is an absolute piece of shit. And it's uh, as I often point out, the only one deliberately written as a die hard film. Yeah. All of the others are adapted from other. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's a complete piece of shit. But oh my god, it's a terrible film. I, I saw it for free, and I was glad because <laughs> if I had to pay for that, I'd have been angry. <laughs> you would have choked a bitch. I'm, I'm <laughs> Sorry, that's not the sort of thing. Or a dog. No, don't choke me, Joe. <laughs> I didn't. Make, I was only a producer on Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney, the acting dog. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed to ruin the Terminator franchise. Okay. Terminator Genesis. Although uh, I'm still looking forward to it. So yeah, fuck yeah. you, everyone. Yes, fuck you everyone um, uh, but anyway he goes all weird and sort yeah. of slightly soporific and Rachel went no that's his brain being dissolved and I thought that'd be dark that'd be dark yeah if he just disappeared but it is like it? it does almost like he starts losing his mental faculties yeah yeah so yeah I think that bit's a little it's trying It's I, I suppose the rest of it is not very Christmassy which I actually didn't mind no it's because um, um, I like that it was just a kind of slightly creepy Christmas kind of story I was like yeah well, that's yeah. good and then it went, when it actually went Christmassy there I didn't mind the comedy at the beginning with Santa like I can live with that but no, and, I like, and I loved Santa all the way through and they, they yeah. keep asking him all the questions it's yeah. like reindeer can't fly and he said of course they can't that's why I feed mine magic carrots <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good line good delivery yeah um but yeah, I, I thought the Slayer Rider was a bit... And you're right, it, it is too long. But it is... yeah. We've already had the, the, the Slay Ride Shark one yeah, from yeah. Christmas Carol. But it was, yeah, it was the only really... For a thing that had fucking Santa in it, it was the only really deliberately Christmassy bit. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the idea of um, Santa being like this... 
bit in your memory that everyone's collective unconscious that makes you kind of that comes to save you. Hey, it's all right. Yeah, and he's <laughs> and he's um, public domain. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's available. Yeah. Um, he's like one of those classic reassuring figures, like yeah. like the Doctor himself, mm. and like say Superman. Yeah. Um, that's why I've never been, that's why I've never quite got the hang of Henry Cavill as Superman because yeah. I I like the idea of just the presence of Superman being reassuring. Yeah, and he doesn't quite. He seems a bit fresh. Did you like Man of Steel by the way? Not that much. Nah, me neither. I got to uh, admit, it has its fans. And, yeah. you know, fans from the Superman world, and it's caused major ructions between people who are Superman fans. I'm pretty sure the, the big super. In fact, I know that the big Superman fan we know, yeah. who's also a podcast, well, yeah. not anymore, but was a podcast listener, that did not like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think fell out with. Possible. I don't think even know whether they fell out with someone else because of it, but, like, their interactions yeah. with this person have trailed off quite heavily yeah. in the wake of a disagreement about whether Man of Steel was any good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that, that was Superman. Uh, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no, that's fine. He just struck me as a the sort of figure that someone might conjure up. A bit like Ray attempts with the uh, Marshmallow Man at the end of oh, Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't expect a giant city flattening yeah, yeah. Marshmallow Man. Yeah. And yeah. it's exactly the same principle, it's just mm, they end yeah, up yeah. with Santa. Yeah, that's fair enough. I and mean, they're no. in the North Pole, and like this is perhaps his weird, not race memory, but like conditioned yeah, yeah, response. Like, as I was like, collective kind of unconscious. Yeah. Um, I could have done without the elves, so good, yeah, but they, yeah. they, you know, they got the, the stuff talking about the literal North Pole. Yeah. It yeah. goes through the middle of the uh, warehouse, and it's it has striped. to be striped to yeah. rotate. Yeah. Sorry, it was quite funny. It's but, simple yeah. physics. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. That's part of when they go. Wait a minute, this can't. This has to be a dream because that's just nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. But it, it kind of, I think they go along with it because it kind of makes dream sense for a while. Mm. But just the sheer balls of a writer to do yeah. like a, a body snatching type horror thing with Santa with in it. Yeah, yeah, and with like a not and not like a, a rare exports like dark Santa. Yeah, yeah. But your proper sort of jolly. I mean, that, this was Santa who's tried to co one of the, the deliveries yeah. with this the guy yes. who operates his second slow. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, this is one of the few ways that if you wanted your actual Santa in, you could do it. I think it, you couldn't have him be an actual person, oh, or... except at the very end. Remind me. Well, the the doctor catches up with your actual Clara. Oh yeah. And they go off, and there's a little tangerine. Oh yes, yeah, of course. Thing at the end because of real Santa, who who made it all happen. Or at least it, at least it gives the possibility, allows the possibility. Hey, if they can have Robin Hood, they yeah, can have yeah. Santa. I don't care as long as uh, they don't return to him too frequently. Yeah. So, do you happen to remember in series one? It must be series one because it's Eccleston. Bloody hell! A right. comment that seems to suggest the Doctor is Santa, which is a comparison they make in this episode as well, which is why I thought of it. Oh. Um, Rose says and I can't remember which episode it's in I'm afraid she says and this is a line that Seb really likes Mm. Uh, she says it's not like you're Santa or anything and he says who says I'm not who says I'm not red bike when you were 12 oh yes you remember that I do remember that but like he it's like you get into Bill and Ted logic yeah. at that point because yeah. he could have just said that and said, "Right, I must remember to get drop that red bike off." 
then the blonde girl with the massive gob will fancy me. <laughs> I don't know if that was necessarily the ninth doctor's thinking, but by the time but it to, worked yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all part of the rich tapestry of creepy seduction. <laughs> the rich tapestry of creepily seducting someone several hundred years younger than you. Yeah. And making everyone think that it was great. But anyway. Anyway, the, yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's probably more to talk about last Christmas, but... Um, I know, the, we... I'm not... I wasn't exactly keen on the, what, the not think about them thing, because that is just... I feel like Moffat has really overdone that kind of thing. By and now. also, it didn't really figure into it. It was, no. it will Yeah, I think it would have been better off without that, to yeah. be honest with you. And they've literally done it this series as well, with um, Time Heist... Um, they time, had time heist. I can't yeah. I can't that because it's just unavoidable. just like when you learn that if you say beer can <laughs> it sounds like you're saying bacon in a, in a kind of West, West Indian ass and yes. it's like no matter how, I'm aware of that and no matter what you do you cannot stop it sounding like that just like whenever I say time heist it sounds like <laughs> I'm just saying time heist well it's really about when we well, talk about the old bran oil uh, problem again bran oil about this uh, um, I don't think you have. You might have, or I've forgotten. Wow. In that case, I may not have talked about this on the podcast. There was another podcast I was on uh, as a guest years ago called Luscious Leftovers, yeah. hosted by Katerina from Austria. Oh, yes. And it was Who ostensibly... thought I was two people, is that right? Yeah, she used to think you were two people. Hello, Hello Katerina. Both of Joe's. <laughs> <coughs> Jojo. Yeah. Um... And I've told this story many a time to various people, but I guess I hadn't told it on the podcast. Oh yeah, to I you. Forgot. I've forgotten a lot. Well, of if balls. this is if this is old news, I apologise. Um, it was a podcast ostensibly about food, but it had a secret sort of other subject, which was sort of relationships and yeah. naughty business, and the relationship naughty between the two. Business. <laughs> yes, and um, I think I was talking about vegan cooking, and I had cause to there's stuff called rice bran oil. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the rice bit, but I remembered the bran oil yeah. bit. You can sense where I'm going with this, can't you? Yeah, it's all of And I'm from South London. Yeah. South East London. And every time I said bran oil, yeah. even to me, <laughs> it sounded like I was saying brown oil. But <laughs> brown in a South oil. London accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, give me some of that bran oil. Yeah, let's get some bran sauce on this. <laughs> and I... Uh, on the podcast even as I was saying it I tried to explain it and I was like even though I know I'm saying bran oil even now when I say that just now about how I'm saying that I think I'm saying there is I'm no way you can say it brown in oil. a neutral way as possible exactly and it'll still sound brown oil I'm sorry oh, perhaps if it, you know I got a, a big swig of that bran oil oh, yes. I can start to get away with it with a bad fucking Irish accent <laughs> perhaps but um, bad fecking Irish accent. I'm sorry, is what yeah. I should have said. That's bullshit. Give me a, give me a it's fucking bullshit. Give me a point of that brown oil. Is that where Podger says bullshit or something? Who <laughs> says bullshit? Or does he say bell shit? I can't remember when he says. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, it's not a swear. Yeah, yeah. Some Irish people say feck is not as bad as fuck. But personally, I think that's bullshit or bell shit. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> But this wicked, and so that's the problem with the bran oil. oil. Yeah. And even now, yeah, for this yeah. very time in this conversation, so again, I'm saying bran oil, and it feels like I'm saying brown oh, oil. Man. I missed, even the, though I'm not. I missed our amazing uh, diver- <laughs> digressions. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was going to say time heist. 
beer have, can. But they had the thing where they they had to not think of the, about their guilt or the teller or something. Oh yeah, about, yeah. It was poorly defined as we explained at the time. But but there was a, yet another was example again. of Steve Thompson kind of writing the script he thinks Moffat would want to. Mm. He's he's done that consistently. Yeah. Which you know I can see you might be grateful to the guy giving you a telly gig. Yeah. Each time, but like each time on Doctor Who, he does seem to have done what what he thinks Moffat would want. Yeah. You know, I have no idea what his own work is like as a thing. He's no. playwright, well regarded. But yeah, we only really know him for writing for Moffat on TV. Indeed. He, he seems very fond of him, for some reason. Anyway, um, I feel like there should be more to say, but... I guess by the nature Christmas specials don't tend to be massively complex they tend to yeah the thing is there's loads to say but it's a long time after the fact and everyone's alright what I will say is I think I'm going to go out on a limb and say favourite Moffat Christmas special for a long time it was Christmas Carol which I still put at number two I'm not sure it's got some it's got some problems it's literally got a woman in a fridge yeah what can you what can you say I think we should do it. We've, we, we've talked about this a number of times before, I'm sure, but we might just want to uh, rank them, rank them even. Rank um, them. So you're going to go for first... Um, oh, Christ. What role... So this is, is last Christmas. Time of the Doctor, I feel, doesn't count. Yeah, but it, it is, is also shit. <laughs> it's better than Doctor the Widow and the Wardrobe. Yeah, okay, well, Doctor the Widow and the Wardrobe is definitely last. Yeah. So we should okay, go so last Christmas, time. Christmas Carol, Snowman... Uh, Doctor with the wardrobe is that yeah, those, yeah. That, that's all of them yeah if, if you armed counting time of the doctor which would probably be if time of the doctor is between last. snowmen and um, yeah, doctor yeah. with wardrobe and I think we both agree on yeah uh, I hope I won't get too punched by Nikki for saying for saying that I like this one but you know I'm sure we can resolve well if you you know sexually <laughs> I really wish I hadn't said... Why do I keep telling Why? I don't Why know. Why do I say this? Since I'm the one who edits these, so I'm yeah. leaving that in. Of course you are. I got bad news for you. That wasn't off the record. <laughs> I'm using that as evidence. Oh, that is so unfair. <laughs> is, yeah, I watched a little, Not all of it, some of the Father Ted Christmas special. Every Fuck. Christmas uh, is one of the best lines. For the Neil Hannon. For the Jack White. For the Big Dumpty. <laughs> By the Todd Unctuous. Yes! <laughs> I can't remember what some of the really stupid ones he comes up with. Oh, there's loads. That's great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that guy is the floating head from the beginning of Zardoz. Not the stone one, except he's, oh. he is Arthur Frayne, a.k.a. Zardoz, oh. the guy who creates the Zardoz illusion. I didn't think I... Uh, Niall Buggy. Ah. his name. The other, the other he also one. plays an unspeaking dinner guest in Hellraiser. Nice. The other best line for that, which is, is, is around the same point, is when... Um, well, when when he Unctuous is telling his story in the in a very kind of noir mm. style, which is very funny. Big hairy ass. <laughs> when he's when he's when he takes his he takes he steals the other priest's clothes. He goes, "Why did you do it?" And he goes, "Who can say what makes a man?" Turn? And he does this speech. He goes, "No, you were already a priest. Why did you take that other priest's clothes?" <laughs> I don't know. It was just going that way. <laughs> Is not explained in the slide. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Anyway, right, let's hit the frigging feedback. That's Are you signed in? Uh, well, yeah, there's yeah, no I've iPad got... today, no voice or mails, all emails. So you signed in on I your am, yeah. phone. I am, yeah. I've got it on my phone. So we can use take Gmail. It. I'm going to use. Email. I'm going to use Inbox, man. I'm I gonna make, mine's going to be all blue and shit. I Woo. seem to remember you read Brandon last time, so I think you should start with 
William Richards because I tend to read his and that is literally the only reason why I've suggested that fair enough also it means that I know that now you get to read Kisses oh well uh, it's alright um, William Richards okay Willie Dex sorry he, let's see if he signed <laughs> off as that oh no he hasn't uh, Christmas Special Feedback is the title he even say hello Chris Joe and the other one the other one making no fucking guest appearance on this episode at yeah, all what? Donald he is, is uh, conspicuous by his absence yeah, he's off being the spirit of dark and lonely water somewhere imagine if it was <laughs> him instead of Donald Pleasance <laughs> yo, 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 yo. I'm the spirit of dark and lonely water <laughs> stay away from that water kids you idiots <laughs> what are you doing then he drives off in a giant fall <laughs> 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 Stay away from the water, get into the middle of the road. <laughs> I love running over babies. So, anyway, <laughs> whoa, to answer your question from the last podcast, which I've already just got around to listening to, I listened to both The Faris Project and Hammered Horror. He made some kind of uh, reference to something someone said, and I've forgotten what it was. Sorry, well, yeah, time has, time has moved on. Yeah. He says, okay, I will hold my hands up and say I was wrong about my predictions for the episode. Can't remember what those were either. <laughs> I have a feeling they're in a previous episode of our own podcast. Enjoy. Yeah. Said, this episode was better than I thought it would be. I'm guessing you just thought yeah. it was shite. My biggest problem with this episode was the beardy weirdy thing. That was a throwaway line. Yeah, I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, it was the Santa talking about how the doctor, he and the doctor were quite similar or something like yeah. that. They had a little argument. I know you say, what would the, what would the doctor do? He say, oh, it's all dreamy, weemy. <laughs> so the frosting going yeah. like a worse Scottish accent than me, which it's is saying good. something. Yeah, thank you. Um, I do occasionally try that in front of an actual Scot. It never goes well. No. <laughs> the other Scot I know who listens is uh, is a is a listener. So does rarely. she attempt to kick your heat in? Uh, she she hasn't thus far. Yeah. I think she just pities me. Yeah, she's fair enough. Um, right I'm just going to read this now well sorry it says this episode was better than I thought it would be my biggest problem was the episode was the beardy weedy thing Capaldi was great in this episode and I like the scene between Clara and the Doctor where they basically said they lied to each other so the other one would stop worrying yes I really like the concept of the dream crabs and the whole dreams within dream things that Moffat stole from Inception that I, might have been his reference point I mean I know oh entirely yeah. Yeah, entirely possible and in fact quite likely but yeah. um you know, still not the first. I also like how Santa is there essentially to guide everyone through the dream until they wake up, as well as providing us with a way of knowing it's still a dream. Although I think we could have worked that out for ourselves. I'm guessing the fake-out scene at the end with the version of Clara who's 62 years older was shot to give her a chance to leave if she wanted to. I know she isn't leaving, but to be honest, I can't decide whether Santa's <laughs> line about his sleigh being bigger on the inside means he's some kind of time lord we haven't come across before. No, he's a dream! I feel sure we've heard... He's real as well, isn't it? I feel sure we've heard him talk about being friends with Santa before, so I almost think he might be. I did like the bit with Clara surrounded by chalkboards. That part reminded me of Amy's Choice. Some weird dream shit going on there. Anyway, I can't think of anything else to say, and if there's not even a next time trailer, so I can't talk about it. Smell you later, will him say. Um, And uh, Nicky says he actually likes... um, uh, Amy's choice but she can't remember why because that was also all dream so she, she may hate it on rewatch oh that's interesting like, yeah. I think she should re- watch it again and try and work out if there is a difference and what it is maybe it's maybe it's to do with having a clear antagonist yeah rather than just some stuff I don't yeah, know yeah. and also it touched on I mean Vincent and the Doctor was the week after and did it a lot yeah, bigger yeah. but touched on some mental health it did yes issues 
at least you know for friends of also I think it was more obviously a dream it wasn't just like ha ha this was all a dream Uh, yeah they're aware it's dreams pretty early on and have to solve it anyway so this next email is from our good friend uh, Brandon Brandon um, who we stopped calling Michael Brooke. Brandon I feel like now, that, now that we've um, met him I can't call him Rook yeah. quite as much anymore. Tafkar the artist formerly known as Rook so uh, his email is titled, entitled Sad Happiness mm. he says great episode but as usual Moffat has a bit of trouble with an, uh, has a bit of trouble with ending that makes sense I presume means you know writing <laughs> ending them. yeah yeah I like that Danny came back and how yep. he, and how he came back yep. I really like that the dream state enforced on our characters was also the weapon they used to win uh, yep. But one of the things it made me think about is how at Christmas we're happy, but at the same time sad. We're happy to see friends and or family. And at the same time we miss those who aren't with us anymore. My folks, uh, aunts and uncles are all in their 70s and 80s, so I know each Christmas with them Christmas with them might indeed be the last Christmas. Mm. Hope all the fans and friends of the Eleventh Power had a good Christmas, well, and will have a fun and safe new year. Yeah. Well, Hopefully they have by now. I didn't really. Yeah. Uh, by the way, listen to Joe and Chris do a thing and last word. They are fun to listen to and more of our favourite podcasters. Yay. Oh, he pimped us out so we didn't have to. Except we already did. Yes. Um, I was never sure what I thought of... Um, it was just a simple phrase. Like every Christmas could be the last Christmas. I mean, yeah. Not every Christmas is... Last Christmas. But I understand... I feel like that was him going, Aha, I've got a title but I've got to make it... Yeah, a bit clever player, but um, it is a good point. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go into it heavily, but I do know one of our listeners recently had yeah, yeah. Uh, like a, a health scare within the family. Yeah, and yeah, it was looking like it, you know, it yeah. might be the last one yeah. uh, for them, and uh, that seems to that seems to be looking more positive now. Yeah, so um, and, and, unnamed listener, I uh, think I think we fine. both had. Um, well, we I know we both had last Christmases of a sort. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Well, my one was good at least, so it that was a very good Christmas. So I have a fond memory of the. That's that's really good. The oh, one yeah. after it, that, that can suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and the one before it actually can suck two dicks because it was really it was bad. No, but I'm not going to get onto it too much here. Suckers. So there you go. Um, the thing I like about Dream Danny is that she dreamed Danny so accurately that even he like just tries to persuade her to yeah. like wake up. Yeah. And he's got that great line like I died saving her and the rest of you just got lucky. I'm like, yeah. It's a sad old romantic in me. He's like, yeah, oh, it's nice. Uh, yeah. And he also Oh, there was something else. I can't remember. It was about knowing what her presents were or something like that. Oh yeah, it was because <laughs> she dreamed him, yeah. Right, who we got? We got Gareth Williams writing in about last Christmas. He says, On the two tier scale it was a low like. Is that allowed? No. no. <laughs> nice to have a story that had more Doctor prominence. Lucky that out of the billions of people the crabs choose the Doctor and Clara, even though they're in different locations. Maybe they just have a, a strong connect, subconscious connection. Absolutely. Bollocks uh, explanation. <laughs> yeah, and different times, question mark. We may never know quite what was the deal with the time there, because in the end, everyone did seem yeah. to be from about the same time. Yeah. Okay. And as a result, they've given the duo a new lease of life? Question mark. There's a lot of questions in this, Gareth. It's all very convoluted. It may have been better if the Doctor deliberately got a crabs to help Clara or something. Rude man. Heard some fan complaints of story rip-offs from Inception, but that wasn't really an original idea, was it? I'm not bothered with this as long as it's done well. I just feel the acting is carrying the stories at the moment. Well, the, uh, I don't mind that, I've got to admit. Yeah. 
Whereas something like Gotham has some appealing, uh, appalling acting, but great story. That's uh, that's also not a, a, a comment I've heard very frequently about Gotham either, but everyone to their own. Gareth continues, As always, there were some great one-liners. My favourite, though, is in the final episode that world dominance is a piece of cake comment to the master. Um, I believe the doctor it. might have said that. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I don't I recall. I, I mean, it means that was in the last episode of the series. Yeah. But well, I don't recall it well enough, I'm afraid. It just seems odd to have a Death in Heaven comment right there. In summary, not a bad Christmas episode, but could have fine-tuned the story to make it a little more credible for my head science. Anyway, you two keep up the good work. Gareth in sunny Wales, tidy. He says there. Thanks, Gareth. Farrath. I think the thing when you when you start getting into dreamy business, you you absolve yourself yeah, of yeah. trying to make things make scientific sense, which to I think some degree possibly is is Nikki's what a, part of Nikki's problem is that coming them coming back. I thought I heard, uh, I heard some kind of a noise. Um, if it is, they're invisible. Which, I might uh, be getting uh, a delicious hot waffle delivery soon, which is not a euphemism. So you might get to him eating a waffle like <laughs> as opposed to just what it's not the usual thing <laughs> I do with my mouth. Hot air and, and waffles. It's like, mmm, delicious. Right, so last Christmas thoughts by Eric is next. Yay. And he says, Hey there, Chris and Jerry, this is Eric with some Oh, my friend's gone to sleep with some quick thoughts on last Christmas. If I wrote in on time. You, you certainly mean, did. <laughs> you certainly did. You wrote in last year. Yeah. On the two-tier rating system, it's alike, but just barely. I feel this episode perfectly illustrates the Moffat a sort of run out of ideas. This is basically just a mashup of the Xenomorph from Alien and the plot of Inception. They do actually hang a lampshade they, on how much like Alien. It is very lampshaded. A bit too lampshaded, but yeah. leads to a good line. About, yeah, so you've got a horror movie called Alien, no wonder you keep getting invaded. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that's, both. Really, that's really offensive. I've seen both of those things before, Inception and Alien, so there's essentially nothing new to this episode. Nick Frost is pretty great as Santa Capaldi was great Which is the new thing for the episode. And Clara. Uh, I was convinced Clara would be leaving this episode, and most of the episode did nothing to dissuade the idea right up until the very end. To have what I'd say a satisfactory end for the character, and then to snatch it away and have it continue on anyway was a big cheat. Right. I felt much the same it's a very common for Clara though I like Clara I just don't know what else she has to add to the show and I'd rather see what a different companion can bring to the table kind of disappointed this year but it's certainly one of the better Xmas specials Christmas specials I should say mm. see you guys in series 9 for Magician's Apprentice Eric now I have to say that um, I quite I thought the girl I can't remember her name the one who worked in the shop Yeah, I, I actually really quite liked her and I was hoping that she might be mm. the next uh, companion and he says something that's all well he didn't go quite as obvious as anywhere in time or space to the uh, mm. to uh, she's Oscar. got a little more of the, 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 the I can't think of a better, I'm going to sound snooty when I say this and I don't mean to be mm. more of the sort of common touch nature yeah. of say of what RTD would have yeah, yeah. tried to do someone a bit more like you know just any old person you might meet well yeah the problem I sometimes get with um, what in Companions increasingly, I guess, more under Moffat, and especially with Clara, is they seem very kind of a bit like know it all, and they they kind of they're fine with everything. I feel like she would be a bit more interesting, and a kind hmm. of she just she wouldn't know what's going on. She wouldn't instantly have a, a clever solution. I don't know. know. I just I get the feeling that Moffat's oh that 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 is a. Yeah. reaction to criticisms about him writing women is just to continually write women who are utterly brilliant yeah instead at all things which is uh, 
Also, yeah, which is not necessarily the. Uh, but then the I always say that, and he did that with Linda Day in Press Gang. Yeah. Because she, except uh, she's actually just, she's very adept at things, but she's actually oh, that great at being invaded. Come here. What did you like? Oh, Nikki. <laughs> what didn't you like about last Christmas, Nikki? I thought it was rubbish because I hate dreams. That's what I said. Was that no. including Restless? Uh, Restless being the Buffy like... episode with the dreams. Yes. Yes, yeah. I also dislike the Buffy episode of the Dreams. How about Amy's Choice? I like Amy's Choice because yeah, it's yeah. an actual kind of like pseudoscience behind the dream. There's a kind of like, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of more, it's hard to put into words. Mm. <sighs> uh, Sorry, I figured you'd be, no, that's all right. I figured perhaps the difference was in Amy's Choice that they know very early on that they're dealing with dreams and they, they, you know, they sort of have to solve that as a problem instead of dreams being a kind of cheap get-out. Yeah, I think it's to do with the fact that, um, yeah, that's a good point, that, 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 that within it it's all about the dreams trying to be as real as possible to confuse you, mm. and that's what matters. What I hate is when dreams are like, oh, oh, here's a robot with an ice cream, oh, and now there's some spaghetti in your face, oh, what does it mean? It's all symbolic of something, oh, mm. or the writer just couldn't be bothered to actually come up with a plot that makes sense. This is me doing live waffles. This is going to be fantastic stereo, got Nikki on one side and a waffle <laughs> on the other. This is a beautiful waffle. Is that chocolate and white chocolate? Yeah, I think so. And some know. soft serve ice cream. <laughs> Very easy. But yeah, mm. anyway, dreams suck. I hate dreams. I, I always do. Inception, I like to some extent, but what I hate is all the kind of... Um, the thing that most people love the most about it is the constant conversations online about oh did this, this signify really this and what mm. which level of dream were they in when this happened and oh actually this is a symbol of this and oh it all relates back to blah what I what I like is for the things to make sense I want things to make sense okay. and it, it irritates me when things don't make sense because it's, it feels like just an easy shortcut. Sorry, I'm wandering all over the place. And we're providing super stereo. It's fine. <laughs> My sister also didn't like it, and nor did any oh. of the family that I watched it with. For the same reasons, or for different reasons? Pre- pretty much, it's that whole, they woke up and it was all a dream, it's just, I mean, it's, and mostly because Jeffy hates um, Clara now, um, <laughs> as in she's disliked her for a while, but actually anything that's really Clara-dependent is just kind of not not really worth watching. <laughs> and she's talking about stopping watching completely, oh. um, because she's, just until they've got a new... Companion, because she can't stand Clara anymore. How are you feeling about the pros- prospect of more Clara? Not great. It would have been really nice to have got rid of her yeah. um, before this Christmas special. The episode, the the one where they where they both lie to each other and walk away. It's a brilliant I ending. It was a just beautiful ending. And then I thought so... they got another good Clara ending with the old Clara. Mm. She was a bit naff, but you know, it was, it was, it was, it was nicely a bit emotional. Crap, but I was like, oh yeah, let's get rid of her. Oh, awesome, excellent. She's got. Oh, she's not. Ah. Oh! I just, I just don't want her anymore. I just don't think she's doing anything interesting anymore, and I just don't have any emotional investment in her or in Danny. Um, and well, you I, don't need to worry about Danny from now on. <laughs> Indeed. I just, I just don't care. I just don't care, and that's that sucks because I really, really want to care because mm. I really like Doctor Who and I like so many other things about it, but I really just can't care about her. Um, I have to say, on the subject of dreams. Um, you may not, may or may not remember this, Chris, but in mm. uh, the writer's tale, Russell T. Davis talks about how he doesn't like mm. dream sequences. And the example he gives is um, 
uh, what's it called? The Impossible Planet. The beast. No, the the Satan pit. The Satan pit. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, uh, "I don't want to run from the beast below." That's I mean, right. it's got I a beast. It's yeah. got a beast below. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly why that happened. And he thinks that the first episode is really good, and it ends on a really tense cliffhanger. And then the second part starts with a dream sequence, and he thinks that just like takes all the. Um, nah. He just thinks that t- that takes all the like um, like tension and everything out of it. Yeah, but the tension does return. Yeah, it's a really good two part. I've seen it happen be before, where an episode starts and you go, "Oh, ooh, there's something really." exciting happening here and it gets to the point where it gets too mm. outlandish you go okay this is a dream then yeah. I, I'd say the Sarah Connor Chronicles it starts with such a thing does it not? Uh, that's true and I'm yeah. not super hot on that sequence because you can tell it's a dream quite earlier yeah I'm going to go but i just add before I leave that the other thing I didn't like about it and I'm apparently completely alone in this because everybody else I've seen universally praising it is that I didn't think Nick Frost did that good a job everybody else loved it so <laughs> I'm clearly an idiot but no, no, I, just, sorry. I just, just didn't buy him it's I taste just, it's fine yeah it just didn't just didn't work for me I just can't separate him from previous roles and so I just kind of didn't see Santa Claus I just saw a bit of a wanker in a suit <laughs> um, and I think that's that's more my personal problem than his I'm not sure I I do want to see him answering a phone going hello mate <laughs> <laughs> sorry no. you were saying oh sorry Joe's face is too full of waffle for commentary yeah. It's basically Nikki and I keeping the podcast going while you're eating a waffle. Oh my god, have you tried the weird Pepsi Max bottles? They're in the fridge, but I haven't had them. I mean, I imagine oh, they're like Zinky Pepsis. Yeah, I have had some before. <laughs> but, I wanted um, to get them specially for the podcast. I don't, and we do appreciate. It. I don't think Nick Frost, although I like a lot of, he's got the ideal name for playing a wintry, century figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> although I like him as I like things that he's been in. He's not the sort of actor where. Just by having a minute, I'll go. Ooh, Nick Frost is in this. Yeah, he's not like he—he he doesn't have that level for me. If you see what I mean. No, I thought it was an interesting choice, and I do like a lot of your line deliveries. Yeah. So yeah, we do differ on that. I'm sorry mm-hmm. about that, but you know, I'm not going to say you're yeah. wrong because it's taste. There, you don't be wrong in that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. No, this the is a lot. I saw were all like, it's fun. It's got lots of Christmassy stuff in it. It was scary. <laughs> it was emotional. And Nick Frost was great, wasn't he? And that's the, that's the sort of stuff I was seeing writing about. And I was like, I didn't find it fun because I found it really frustrating. Um, it was a little bit scary, but didn't do, really do much for me. It was no way on the levels of some of the other scary stuff they've done this time. I thought I'd like the scares, but yeah. And um, I did actually, I did a huge jump when the thing comes down at her. Mm. Um, that was a big jump and mm. the whole, that got the whole room that was great <laughs> cool but yeah so it just didn't none of those points flew for me right I'm gonna right. Uh, play Smash Brothers and beat yeah. up my sister <laughs> in Smash Brothers I <laughs> and that in the interest of balance was Nikki who didn't like it at all but um, <laughs> that was a lot calmer than that I, I, when I first saw her I think discussed it with her after did a lot of time to mellow out did a lot of time to talk about how balls it was yeah that was basically a live voicemail voicemail yeah. we haven't had that Done before. Um, well, while you're while you're eating, in, finishing your waffle, I'll oh, read. Man, that was Cri- good, but so I'll read Kirsten's um, email. This was going to be a voicemail, but she was unwell as well and couldn't speak. Uh-huh. So we got some email thoughts from Kirsten. Also, oh simply God. titled "Last Christmas." Are you okay with hearing about thinking this? about how unprofessional I've been this episode? It's just like scarfing down a waffle. <laughs> that sounds filthy for some reason. Yes, I am. A, I'm a grown adult. Reduced to the status of a bum. Alright, Kirsten says, Hey, cool dudes, as she is wont to do. I hope you both had a very Merry Christmas, and I hope you're feeling better, Chris. Thank you. (coughs) 
No, I, I should explain. <laughs> Sorry, going back to Brandon's email that the reason I didn't have a good New Year is partly because I woke up early on New Year's Day and did a load of throwing up. Mm. Not al- Sorry, not alcohol related. I think I just had like a yeah. a weird 24 hour stomach bug thing. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So that was horrible. But I got like a, a pretty low, I've got hopefully the lowest moment of 2015 out of the way very early. Yeah, and it's, it's, it always aim above that. Yeah. Now. I also reckon it's the, um, I might beat my own record for the earliest in a year I've thrown up. Probably set when I was three months old. And <laughs> <laughs> he is 87. That's true. Well, was like, by the time my first Christmas rattled around, I'd have been coming up sort of 10 months. Yeah. So I was probably a bit fine by then. Anyway, Kirsten continues, about last Christmas, I loved it. I thought the Santa and his elves were very funny and snarky, as was Shona. That was her name, yep. I really liked her. I knew that they were going to choose that song in the beginning to distract her from the sequence, which I swear I've only ever heard in Doctor Who. It must not have made its way to the States. Well, you'll have heard it at the beginning of this episode, and that's uh, here, Merry Christmas Everybody by Slade. Oh, uh, yeah. Because also would... used, have you seen the Black Mirror Christmas special yet? I haven't yet. That also uses um, Merry Christmas, everybody, but in a somewhat different way. Okay. No, I'm only saying that much. It's good, really good by the Black Mirror Christmas special. I've heard various reports, but mostly towards the positive. Yeah. Oh, continuing. Ah, I thought the part with the cracker, we haven't discussed this, was a touching callback to the time of the Doctor Reverse, which happens a lot in this show, but I'm not complaining. Do you remember? No, sorry. Uh, Clara pulls a cracker with the elderly 11th Doctor, oh, yeah. but he had just has not got the strength to hold the cracker, so yeah. he has to hold his hand. Oh, yeah. And do the same, they do it in reverse this time, and it's very sweet. Um, I completely understand why people are unhappy about Clara still being on board, but I'm not unhappy. I know Moffat did this with the Pons and RTD do it with the 10th Doctor. Oh my god. Drag it out so that by the time they're really gone you get a large portion of say, fandom saying, finally that took ages. I'm excited about Clara and how she'll change for the better. Now she knows how much her lying hurt Danny. Maybe she'll become a better person before she leaves. Well maybe she will. Maybe she won't. Let's see. I realise you're probably recording now and might not get this in time. Oh we did because <laughs> you said this last year. Oh, no, not quite a week ago, but close. I did try to record a no, voice email, sorry. but couldn't stop coughing. I can't wait to hear you guys talk about Doctor Who again. Bye. That's it. Done. We're done. Maybe a while before we talk about Doctor Who again. Yeah. Unless we get we get you know to decide to do a random old episode or something, which uh, we're still uh, vaguely planning to do. Vaguely, yeah. Uh, I feel we we we're more skimmed the surface of this one than mm-hmm. anything else. But also, my voice is beginning to hurt. I can't remember that. My much. voice is beginning. To hurt. My throat is beginning to hurt. But I don't think I don't think it was about the fine details. This one so much. You know, Christmas ones tend to be quite big in terms of the emotions. And Essentially, stuff. I can sum it up by saying I liked it a lot and I was glad to have done so. Yes, me too. And But I can also understand why Nikki didn't and it makes sense to me. It's not like some things, some things I do genuinely think, how could anyone not have liked that? Yeah. I don't understand. But no, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, but I, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it with you. Uh, I might celebrate the end of this podcast while opening one of the mini Pepsi Maxes that we've right. got doing some more stereo business. All right. Oh, no. okay, Open that one. I don't know why I didn't drop. Uh, Joe's just coming back over with They just look like very... They look like panda pops if yeah. you're old enough for that sort of thing. <laughs> nice. A little bit. Of, nice little fizz bit noise. Fizz, right. There'd be no oomph in mine anymore. And mm. um, I think we're nice done now until Doctor yeah. Who comes back. Interesting question to you, Joe. 
while yes. we're here. Are you interested in coming back when Doctor Who comes back? I am interested. I feel like this year has been a particularly... Maybe... Well, it's been a good... Goodish year for Doctor Who in that I feel like it's kind of on the right, getting on the right track. Yeah, I don't feel like completely fatigued by yeah. the whole thing this time. I actually feel like it might be going in a better direction and I'm enjoying... I'm enjoying it a bit. And there were a couple of pretty good episodes. Yeah, because I never want the, to hold you to ransom. For, yeah, like, um, but back. I've also just... Uh, I just felt like we've had a good... Um, good run on the podcast about this this uh, this series. So yeah. I, I'm happy to come back. All right, then. Yeah. So when that, come, when that happens, we'll be back for the yeah, yeah. Magician's Apprentice. Yeah, um, unless we somehow happen to do one before. But... I'm yeah. quite enjoying doing do a thing, so maybe that'll inspire yeah, us to be we, even more. Productive. I think we could still pimp that because yeah. we're it's, you know, it's our it's podcast. Us. We can do what the hell we want. Exactly. Um, if you want to, if if before Doctor Who comes back, you want to just talk about non-Doctor Who things, and frankly, quite frequently just some Doctor Who as well. Yeah. Um, Joe and Chris do a thing. If you want even more wrestle chat, then you know, mm-hmm. go into there. Uh, Illyrio did tell us that he liked all the wrestling talk, so. Um, it seems to be how he keeps up with wrestling. As far as I'm concerned, um, that's just giving me that's carte blanche, carte yeah. blanche to do much Can't more. Blanche, <laughs> as a weird in joke, um, yeah. to do much more of it. It's, so, not, it's not getting. That's not getting explained. I'm so sorry, I can talk about how right. great NXT Revolution was because it was so good. It was good. The women's match was so good <laughs> that I'm almost. I thought we'd finished, but no, I'm here we go. Almost thinking of showing it to Nikki. Be like, here. Here's some good wrestling. Maybe you'll like this. It probably won't, but you know, it's. Mm. Um, I figure like seeing ladies like, wrestle might. Yeah. Have a feel, but you know, I don't know. Maybe. You never know. But it was just a. Fa- it was a fantastic match by not just by women's standards, but by the standards of a wrestling match. Mm. Anyway, you can find that by searching yeah. Joe and Chris do a thing in in your iTunes store, or if you just go to jcdothing.blogspot.com. Yeah. If you think, if it looks like you've written JC clothing, you're probably doing fine. Yeah, and, the, and um, all the info. I still misread it as that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um, ooh, the last word episode that I'm on, we we might put on the group just to. Oh yeah, don't worry, they'll get yeah. promoted there. That was for um, yeah. episode two of Press Gang Photo Finish. Didn't even mention at this point it was a press. It's a Press Gang a drug yeah, cast, yeah. but it is. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I won't talk about episode three because you're not on that, and no. so you have no interest whatsoever. I'm not even going to watch it ever again in my life. No, I'm just going to probably will. Right. So this has been fun to do from my kitchen. Yeah. Um, I hope it hasn't been too reverbery. Yeah. That's not a word. It's not. Uh, I, yeah. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back for the Mag- Magician's Apprentice for sure. And yeah, for sure. I'm almost tempted. No, I don't want to promise that we'll do something before that, but. Basically, every time I do anything pod- that happens, pod- will be a surprise. That's anytime just- I do podcasting, I'm like, I like this. I should do more of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, we'll see how we go. But it does take some effort. I think, even though it sounds like it's completely yeah. effortless. Woo! I think hopefully doing. We seem to be quite good with uh, do do a thing. So yeah, maybe that will, as I say, have a knock on effect on productivity. Yeah. All right. All right. Hit my hand with your hand. All right. Let's do that a bit. Ah, rubbish. Fuck me, that hurts. <laughs> okay. Let's try that again. Ow. Oh, God. <laughs> you can't so... I right. caught something. While, um, we're, while we're in pain, we're going to go. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.